Hello, my name is Faith Connors. I live in a futuristic dystopia where I work as a courier delivering, me delivering messages for the revolution by running over rooftops and using acrobatic maneuvers known as parkour. And what a striking woman you are. Slim and athletic, you appear to be the product of superior genetic material. I, for one, would not kick you out of my luxurious penthouse bed for being a filthy social parasite. Yes, this is a fertile land. We will rule over it, and we will call it this land. I think we should call it your grave. Ah, curse your sudden but inevitable betrayal. Ah. This is 8-Bit, episode 24. I only lasted 50 seconds. On Sunday, February 17th, 2013. And now, I feel like a bro. This episode is hosted by Ian Buck and Ian Decker, with guest Sam Eberts. Anybody know what that was a reference to? Nope. Of course. Love Wash. And then... No spoilers. No. 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 <laughs> That's why I hate Serenity. No. Oh man, that only reason. No, that's one of them. The rest of the rest of it was great. Just you know that. No, there were a few things that I didn't like about it, but we'll save that for a different day. So, if any of our listeners have not watched Firefly, they should totally go watch Firefly because it's only fourteen episodes long and it doesn't take very long. And it's on Netflix. And on Amazon Instant. Mm -hmm. And all that jazz. Jazz hands. Jazz hands. Hands for jazz. <laughs> oh, Sam doesn't know what's going on, so he didn't do it. <laughs> oh, silly Sam. So, speaking of Sam, Sam Hello. Eberts is our guest today. I am indeed. Now, uh, Sam is, is normally the host of uh, The Universe, which is the show on the network that hasn't happened since uh, New Year's and hadn't happened before that for several months either. And... Yeah. You did it again! <laughs> you guys! Oh, I, mean, I hate you so much. There is a right. new episode of the universe that nobody told me about. Wait, and there's a Nexus special too? Oh, man. That wasn't me. There is, oh, there's so much stuff that I need to uh, catch up on. Oh, and there's a new at the Nexus that I haven't listened to. Jeez. You're telling me. <sighs> Did you plan this? Did you? Did I you? mean, I wouldn't put it past. I do a show once in a while, so it's like always kind of unexpected, right? But I mean, did you do that show, record that show, just because you knew you were going to be a guest on my show and that you'd be able to get me with that? <laughs> no, that was a, was a just a side benefit, I guess. <laughs> <clears throat> There's a lot of a lot of stuff to talk about, so I felt like I had to do one, especially with meteors in Russia and everything like that. Right. Oh yeah. Oh man, I saw some videos of that. That's crazy. How many nukes was that explosion worth? Uh, depends on the size of the nuke, I guess. Well, like Hiroshima and Nagasaki. No idea. Uh, not not very many. I think that comparison was made more to the asteroid that was like flew close to the Earth or whatever. The oh. <clears throat> DA fourteen. It was supposed to be like a thousand Hiroshima bombs or something. Still, oh, wow. quite a few. I mean, the the meteor that did actually explode, there were quite a few uh, nukes worth of force yeah. in that one. So. Yeah. Now, which, which Russian cities was this again? It was in Chelyabinsk. It's like the Somewhere near the western Russia. border, I think. Okay, wow. Or not the western border, but where Ukraine used to be. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Some of that. Russian geography. All right. So, uh, so this is this is the first time that Sam's ever been on Eight Bit. Um, so we've we got to grill him with our many many questions interviews. Um, so Sam, how did you uh, first get into into video games? Um, first video games I played were probably on a Super Nintendo or an N sixty four. I can't remember which one. Um, just at my house. I don't know. Because the, the Super Legend Nintendo and the N64 are exactly the same. Absolutely no differences. Well, I, do, I mean, <laughs> so away. we owned an N64, and I also played some Super Nintendo 
um, but I didn't have one. So I guess, I mean, I guess I probably first played video games on N64. Uh, a lot of Ocarina of Time, a lot of, um, I didn't play a whole lot of, like, Majora's Mask, mostly just Ocarina, and a lot of Super Smash Brothers, uh, a lot of Mario oh, Kart, yeah. I guess. Pretty much those three games I played for <laughs> about two years. Those are the only games I played. But they're really fun. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Um, I played. Oh, I guess I played a little bit of Star Wars Pod Racing too on the N sixty four. Oh, I remember that, that was, game. Yeah, that was another. Those. I guess those four games are probably the ones I played most often. Um, yes, yeah, so that's where I started. I. I. Yes, yeah, so originally I was only <clears throat> like a console gamer. I never really played PC games till probably high school. Sure. All right. So, what is your favorite game? My favorite game? <laughs> or favorite That's genre. Tough. Sorry, favorite genre. Favorite genre. We, we get to favorite game in a little while. What's your favorite genre? Um, Probably role-playing games. I really like role-playing games. Uh, I like whether they're computer games or not. I, like, I like playing D&D and whatever. And <clears throat> so, Bioware games are pretty sweet. That kind of, you know, party-based role-playing. Um, or like... KOTOR or whatever, used to play that, mm-hmm. so that genre, I guess. And sci- like science fiction or fantasy RPGs, I guess. Yeah, you're, you're part yeah. of that crowd. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Which is okay, because we're part of that crowd, too. Yeah. Good. So, uh, yeah, along the same lines, what's your favorite game of all time? Favorite game of all time? <sighs> That's tough. I mean, I don't know. I've played... I, I haven't really played anything recently that's, like, been amazing enough to become my new favorite game. So, I don't know. I guess I have to say Ocarina of Time because it's such a classic, and I've played it so much that it's just, like, I don't know. I've put enough hours into it that <laughs> it's hard to... It's been hard to beat, I guess, for all the all the more recent games I've played. And it's almost hard to put that many hours into anything now because we're all, you know, grown up and repetition, you know, that long is just kind of boring after a while. Right. When you were I a mean, kid, it didn't really matter. Yeah, and I I mean, I've played a little bit of Ocarina recently, too. Um, now with the the Wii, you could, like, download N64 games and stuff. Mm. And so, I mean, it's still a great game. I can still, like, put a lot of hours into it. And so I think part of it is also that there haven't been any other games like that that have sort of had that many playing hours at least that could keep me for that many playing hours so right, well you're not a 12 year old kid who plays Call of Duty so I think you're good <laughs> <laughs> alright so what game do you hate the most what game do I hate the most well you just said it Call of Duty <laughs> <laughs> um, I, that's probably I don't know if it's a common answer or not but I just don't they are sort of like the embodiment of terrible franchise milking, I guess. And I don't really like that. So, so Ian, which which one of your friends did we have on for Call of Duty Black Ops 2? Was that uh, Hayden. Hayden. Yeah. Hayden, or Hay- Hayden, yeah. He, uh, remember when he was like, oh, man, have you guys played uh, Gears of War? You know, no. Have you guys played any Call of Duty? No. Man, I feel like a bro. Yes. Yeah, you should. <laughs> Sounds right. <laughs> Love him though. He's one of the coolest guys oh, and yeah. nicest guys around. I mean, yeah, it's not an indication of like what kind of people people are. It just you indicates just... bad taste in games. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is neither here nor there. <laughs> right. So our main topic for today, uh, it's a very pretty short main topic, as main topics go. Mm-hmm. But uh, of course, what happened on Thursday? Um, I ate dinner. You ate dinner. Well, I, I hope a lot of people ate dinner on Thursday. Was it a special dinner? Yeah. Why was it special? Yeah. Yeah. Um, because I surprised Alicia with it. Well, I tried to anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, what I did... Than you think. What? She's smarter than you think. Well... It's not even that. It's more the thing that, you know, she and I have this empathic link so she can kind of read my mind and whatnot. Mm. Sometimes it goes the other way too, but it depends on the day. Um, <laughs> so my original plan, uh, here was what I had planned out to do on Valentine's Day. I She was working late-ish, so I was going to go to her house, 
cook us dinner. She was going to get home. I was going. We were going to eat dinner. I would present her with a gag gift. I we had found this little um, uh, froggy shower cap. Wow. Well, she loves frogs. Of so. Okay. Okay. One of those so people. I gave that, or the plan was to give that to her first, and then on her laptop, because we usually, you know, go and watch Doctor Who mm-hmm. and whatnot whenever we're hanging out. Um, I put a little stuffed frog that I had gotten at the Build-A-Bear down in Chicago, uh, the pendant that I had gotten her, little froggy thing of candy, and then uh, interesting little valentine that if you smash it on the table, it breaks a cap- capsule inside. Um, there's another itty-bitty balloon on the inside that inflates and then explodes out of the original wrapper. So, And she wasn't really surprised by all Well, of she wasn't surprised by me going home or by me being there. And neither was she. Unfortunately, her little sister ruined the surprise of the frog because <laughs> she was like, Alicia, go into your room. Look at your bed. And I was like, oh, Anna, 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 Anna. Oh, well. But it was a good night. Didn't last nearly long enough, even though I kind of maybe fell asleep while we were there. <laughs> uh, hey, I left at 3.30 in the morning, so. <clears throat> and you drove back to... St. Peter at 3 in the morning? No. Okay. I drove back to my house. Okay. Slept and then, because um, I actually didn't have class until 11.30 on Friday. So slept for a while, came back, worked on stuff, and, and the rest is history. But, yeah. So that was my Valentine's Day. How about you? Uh, well, I, uh, I went and printed off a ton of um, little cards, you know, little images and stuff from... Uh, like video, or, uh, shows that we watched together, Kaylin and I, mm-hmm. and uh, hid those all over her room while she was uh, out at a at a was it physics test physics test and uh, or or no she was at lab because it's Thursday and uh, so yeah I hid those all over her room and she uh, she still hasn't found them all yet. <laughs> Here I'll, I'm I'm uh, nice. I'm about to post the uh, post the link uh, to. The pictures that I have on Google Plus. Yep, there you go. So you can go and look at those. They're they're pretty cute. Yeah. Unfortunately, we didn't do any co-op games that we should have. Um, one of the things that Alicia and I have done together is uh, we've played the Lego like Lego Harry Potter or Lego Star Wars games together, just because that's something she enjoys doing. Which brings us on to our next thing, discuss good co-op games. Yeah. So uh, I know uh, there are a lot of uh, couples out there who enjoy playing co-op games together. Those who game together stay together. There you go. So uh, let's let's just talk about a few of our, our favorite co-op games out there. Um, I'm going to have to go with Portal 2 as probably one of my favorites. Because, um, you know, puzzle solving by yourself is one thing, and then puzzle solving with somebody else on really, really difficult puzzles is another, you know, story entirely. Yep. Your brains have to be in sync for, especially for that one. Oh, man. And so the, there's this one achievement in Portal 2 where you have to get through one of the, uh, one of the like, whole tracks without uh, either of you dying, and it is so know. difficult. And Theo I and I tried to do that like over and over and over again. We couldn't succeed. Didn't you and I go for it as well? For I th- a while? Yeah, like once. Yeah. And we almost had it too. No, we did get it. We did get it, didn't we? No, we didn't. I we don't did. have that achievement. We didn't. No. No, the one that I'm thinking about that we got was just the limited number of portals. Oh yeah, and that yeah. And I think I think Valve like understands that because if you remember back when uh, back when Portal was about to come out. Um, the first day that you could pre-order it on Steam was on Valentine's Day. Yeah. Yeah, Valve. Yeah, which you did get for your girlfriend at the time, but yes. it didn't really get too much use. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't know if she's even gone through the co-op campaign yet. <laughs> Dear. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, my two things, or my two co-op games that I've enjoyed playing with Alicia are, as I said, the Lego games. Um, they're cute and amusing and really good for casual gamers, so really good for all gamer levels, so doesn't matter if you're hardcore or... A child. Or a child. It's something that you can do together and it's fun. Um, and then something 
in particular that I really like is, and don't laugh at me, but League of Legends. Um, Why would I laugh at that? I don't know. But she started playing without me bugging her at all, too. Um, and then I mentioned that I played it, and she was like, wait, you play this game? Because another friend of well, another friend of hers had been bugging her to sign up, so she had just signed up when she found out that, in fact, she was downloading the game when she found out that I played it. This reminds me of like a couple of weeks after Savannah asked me out, we both we like I found out that she was learning to read and write in the Arabesh at like the same time that I was, and we hadn't talked to each other about it. It was hilarious. <laughs> Just weird things, minds, yay minds. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what about you, Sam? Have you uh, enjoyed any good co-op games? Um, yeah, I used to babysit uh, for a couple neighbors in my neighborhood, and one of the kids had a PS3, and we'd always play uh, one of the Lego Star Wars games. And just like Ian said, it's pretty good for, I mean, like, I'm a pretty hardcore gamer, and so, like, it was fun for both of us because he was playing the game, and I, it's just kind of a fun, silly game to play. Mm-hmm. And then I'm a hardcore gamer, so of course I want to find all the hidden levels and, you know, get the max point for, or the max score for each level or whatever. So I'm sort of, like, trying to show him how to get to the secret platforms and stuff like that. And so I think it was fun for both of us. I was He made me have more fun just, you know, from the silly element of the game, and then I sort of showed him how to unlock new characters and stuff, which I think that he thought was fun, hopefully. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I mean, who doesn't want to have, you know, Boba Fett and, uh, like, Kiyadi Mundi available? Yeah, so that, that's a pretty good one. Um, besides that, I really like, you know, kind of, like, versus, like, fun versus console games, like Mario Kart or whatever, Super Smash Brothers. Oh, oh yeah. They're, they're not... I mean, there are co-op modes where you can, like, do team races or whatever, or team battles. In Brawl. Yeah, or in there's Brawl. a story thing. Right, there's the story. Um, but it's also fun. I mean, it's not co-op exactly, but it's fun to do, um, like, verses mm-hmm. with your friends. So, mm-hmm. And, of course, the uh, co-op franchise that we've been trying to go through together and uh, have been failing terribly because we're always busy... <laughs> is uh, Borderlands. Shh. That didn't happen. <laughs> I saw it. I don't know what you're talking about. Are you guys doing the first one or the second one? Uh, I th- we went through the first one independent of each other because I hadn't bought it until much, much later. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then when the second one came out, we decided that we were totally going to go and, uh, you know, put together a group of four people and just do it all together. And, and then we played like twice with all four of us and haven't really been able to get the group together again. No. But Ian and I have been trying to get together whenever we can and playing. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. When we have time. Uh, I would. I was about to say, just wait until the summer, but then I realized that's probably not going to happen either. No, our internet's are horrid, and B, we're at camp. Well, I'm at camp. I have no idea where I'm going to be this summer yet. And on my days off, I'm definitely going to be hmm. busy in the evenings, as much as I possibly can be. So, you're going to have your hands full. No comment. <laughs> no nice choice. Com- <laughs> Maybe bros before hoes, but legitimate <laughs> women before bros. Yep. I believe that was a Tom Kreisman quote. Yep. <laughs> Sounds like Tom. Uh, right. So, uh, to finish off this uh, this little Valentine's Day uh, spiel, I found uh, I found this this hilarious you know article on PC Gamer where they they put together this fake dating show for. Uh, um, a bunch of uh, video game characters. So, mm-hmm. why don't we just uh, read through that and we'll, we'll kind of alternate characters, I guess. Okay. Here, I think, I think I'll, uh, I'll start out as Andrew Ryan. Okay. I am the Batman. Hey, Ryan, do you want to join in on this? That way we can have four people? Well, I think there, there, are more, there are more than four uh, characters anyway, so we'll just figure it out as we go. And it'll be Fine. hilarious. All right. Fine. Okay. Good evening, my friends. This is Andrew Ryan. 
I hope you are enjoying your Valentine's Day celebration. Tonight I wish to remind each of you that Rapture, the utopian paradise I founded at the bottom of the Atlantic Ocean, is still home to our favorite dating program. Welcome to another broadcast of Would You Kindly. I came up with this program on my own, without the man in Washington, without the man in the Vatican, without the man in Moscow, to distract you from the fact that my perfect city is filling with water and populated by shrieking lunatics and giggling vampire children. Uh, um, okay. Here is how the show works. A young woman shall sit here and ask questions of three viable paramours. She will not be able to gaze upon their visages, nor they hers. At the end of the program, she will select her favorite, and they shall enjoy a romantic excursion to Rapture's most expensive, least water-damaged restaurant, where they will sip tonics and dine upon whatever they can find in trash bins. That's right. A woman chooses. A viable paramour accompanies her to dinner. Let us meet our candidate. Please introduce yourself. <clears throat> Hello, my name is Faith Connors. I live in a futuristic dystopia where I work as a courier delivering, me- delivering messages for the revolution by running over rooftops and using acrobatic maneuvers known as parkour. And what a striking woman you are. Slim and athletic, you appear to be the product of superior genetic material. I, for one, would not kick you out of my luxurious penthouse bed for being a filthy social parasite. Thank you, I guess. I would, however, attack you with swarms of stinging bees. Now, let us meet our first paramour. Would you kindly sign in? Alfred, come in, Alfred. I've infiltrated Ryan's dating show. They're asking me for some sort of introduction. Access the back computer to find an appropriately witty response, and contact me when you have it. He appears to be speaking into some sort of portable long-wave radio device. Paramour 2, would you kindly introduce yourself? My name is Corvo Atano, but I'm also known as the Masked Felon. I'm a shadowy supernatural assassin in Dunwall, which is also a dystopia. See, we already have something in common. Masked Felon, you won't get away this time. What? What are you talking about? I will find you, Masked Felon. I'm right here. You're sitting next to me. Silence. Paramore 3, would you kindly sign in? Paramore 3 is not in his chair, but instead appears to be staring at us from across the room and through a window. Very well. Candidate, begin your questioning. Okay. Paramore 1, give me your best pickup line. Oracle, I need you to ask us the mainframe of a popular dating website and compile a list of the most successful pickup lines. Contact me when you have them. It's sort of rude to talk into your communicator when I'm talking to you. Yeah, man, really. It's all over for you, masked felon. Did you really think your plan would work? Fellow, what is your deal? There is no escape, masked felon. I will find you. Again, I'm sitting right here. Our knees are almost touching. Okay, Paramore 2, describe your perfect date. Well, it starts with us moving quickly and silently over rooftops and ledges to avoid being seen by patrolling guards. I'm listening. Then we slip down the street level and into my favorite cafe where I subdue everyone to give us some privacy. Non-lethally, of course. Non-lethal takedowns? You're speaking my language. Then I summon a swarm of rats to eat all of the unconscious bodies, and my magic mechanical heart tells me all about you in a voice only I can hear. Uh, you lost me at the end there. Nice try. Paramore 3, describe our romantic first encounter. You are standing in a test chamber, Miss Connors. It is filling with radioactive waste. I am watching you from a catwalk. (laughs) That's really weird, but continue. Our eyes meet and time seems to stand still. This is because I am actually stopping time. I can stop time, too. If the time stopping works for you, I am all over it. Your time tricks won't save you, masked felon. Guys, shut up. Paramore 3, go on, please. Time has stopped. We're gazing at each other, and... I approach you. I take your hand in mine, and then I 
tutorial in dimensional stasis for 15 years. There's the horrifying final detail that I was waiting for. Out of curiosity, what happens 15 years later? Then it's rise and shine, Miss Connors. Wake up and smell the omelet. <laughs> well, I guess it's nice that you like to cook breakfast. He seems to have disappeared. He did not even leave behind the sweat of his brow, which, here in Rapture, he would be entitled to. I'm starting to think that this was a terrible idea. And you are free to think that in Rapture, where you cannot be slapped around by government muscle, free from the Bolshevik poison fed to the masses by Roosevelt, to... Calm down. Okay, Paramore 1, what do you look for in a woman? Oracle, I need... Forget it. Uh, forget it. Paramore <laughs> 2, same question. Physically, oh, someone about your height, your weight, and with a wealthy cone of vision like yours. And three coins in her pocket. So, wait, you can see me? You can see through walls? And then some. I bet Paramore 1 can't top that. Female subject is conscious and sitting. Solid skeletal structure. No weapons. Pulse is normal. So you can both see through walls? You're both just staring at me. Isn't that against the rules? Rules? Here in Rapture, game show hosts do not fear the censor and are not bound by morality. Sounds like we ha- we've actually got a lot in common, Paramore 1. The game is up, masked felon. Ugh, maybe you two peeping toms should just go to dinner with each other. Um, hello? They appear to have choked e- each other unconscious. And Swell. Just tell me the quickest riff out of... And that brings us to the end of Would You Kindly. Please enjoy this promotional clip from our next episode. Did I ever tell you what the definition of romantic is? Romantic is when I give you a dozen roses and a box of candy over and over again and expect nothing in return. That is romantic. A florist told me that. I thought he was bullshitting me, so I shot him. I think I'm going to pass. <laughs> you do not sound at all like I don't story. sound like Tally, no. But I... <laughs> and who the, who the heck was that? I'm assuming uh, that's... That, that's the guy from Far Cry 3. That's the bad guy from Far Cry 3. And I, I, I don't know if you sound anything like him either, because I haven't played that game. It was a good voice, though. Kind of like a crazy... <laughs> <laughs> I probably wasn't a very good Faith Connors. I've never played oh, who, Mirror's Edge, so I don't know what she sounds like. I think she's a, a silent. woman. Yeah, well, yeah. I, Corvo, Corvo is also silent, so yes. it's whatever. All silent characters in there. If only there was Gordon Freeman. <laughs> well, we did have the G-Man. We did have the G-Man. That's Mr. good enough for me. Freeman. Wake right. up and smell, smell the omelets. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, dear. Okay, All well, right. Fortunately, I have to run and take care of stuff. All right. Well. So thank you for letting me be part of the radio talk and <laughs> the silly, the bit of silly stuff and being willing to move stuff around. I will see you guys later and possibly review um, DMC Devil May Cry next week. Look forward to it. See you later. See ya. Bye. All right. So... That was just in time for us to move on to the uh, headline section. So, if uh, if you could revive one thing from the 90s, Sam, what would it be? One thing from the 90s? One thing from the 90s. Great Ooh. time, right? Great decade. Jeez. Um, I don't know if this is a, my actual answer, but probably the Super Famicom Nintendo system. It was like the N64 built into a TV. or No, it was a Super Nintendo built into a TV. So, like, the cartridges went in the top of the TV. Okay. Something like that. Like a built-in combined console and display system. Well, I think I think I would bring back boom boxes because <laughs> who That's wouldn't want, answer. you know, to carry around a giant 20-pound you know, thing like that just to you listen know, to music? It's surprising how often I've heard that. <laughs> well, Bandai wants to revive the Tamagotchi series and... Uh, what better way to release that than a mobile version? 
so that's what they're doing. Pretty soon we'll have uh, Tamagotchi apps that uh, you can buy and, and raise your little little animals and let them die by not feeding them. Yeah, sounds like uh, the original. <laughs> Sam, read the next article. Oh, that's how this goes. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, um, we just kind of alternate. So, okay. So... <clears throat> Playing these MMOs recently, there have been a lot of uh, uh, Chinese gold farmers and stuff, but apparently there's another way to get gold. Uh, there was a Chinese hacker who was just arrested by for extorting money from companies by taking down their websites and then demanding the ransom in return, and then he would use that money to purchase items in MMOs, which is kind of silly. But And, and I guess he was uh, caught in an internet cafe, which... Doesn't surprise me. I've been in internet cafes in China, and they're definitely <laughs> the kind of people that you would expect to do that <laughs> in them. I'd forgotten that you uh, went to China last year. Yep. So, Interesting trip. Gabe Newell, who is uh, allegedly our favorite person ever, if you go by the frequency with which we bring him up in the show, and J.J. Uh, Abrams were talking at Dice about storytelling across mediums, and apparently... They, uh, Abrams wants to make a, a game, working with Valve to make a game, and uh, he also wants to make a movie based on either the Half-Life or the Portal franchises. That is exciting. It, it is. Um, I'm not really sure if I'm a big Abrams fan, because I haven't really seen a ton of his work, um, but, you know, he's got Star Trek and Star Wars already. Yeah, I, I was a big f- I liked the, the Star Trek um, that he did. So, this holds promise, definitely. So, <clears throat> on Kickstarter, the Wild Man Kickstarter campaign was cancelled with four days to go um, because they weren't even halfway to their goal, so they probably weren't going to make it. And the p- publisher, Gas Powered Games, said it was so they can concentrate on other ways to keep the company afloat, which is interesting considering the recent success of a lot of these games on Kickstarter. Yeah, and then, uh, so... When I first read that article, I was like, oh, man, they're probably going to shut down, you know, just like THQ. But Wargaming.net, who are the makers of uh, World of Tanks, they've acquired Gas Powered Games. And so Chris Taylor is still in charge of Gas Powered Games. And it's not really clear what they'll be working on now, but at least, you know, they haven't gone down. Right. They're still around. So do you, um, do you, have you played the, any of the games that Gas Powered Games have made? No, I haven't. Um, okay. Me neither. I, I know you know that Su- Supreme Commander was a huge hit, um, and there was a Dungeon something rather that they made Dungeon Siege. Yeah, that yeah. was a big one too. And then most recently they did um, Age of Empires Online, which is a oh, free to play okay. title. Um, yeah, but yeah, cool. Um, so Warner Brothers. Speaking of Batman, um, to Betty and Left, <laughs> Warner Brothers uh, Interactive has revealed that they're going to make a new Batman Arkham game. It's going to come out this year. Which I don't means, know. of course, that I need to actually play the other two so that I can play that right. one when it comes out. Yeah, I don't know if I'm excited for this because I haven't played any of the other ones. I definitely heard a lot of good things about the other two, especially yes. Arkham City. Yeah. So, Raymond Legends was originally going to be coming out as a Wii U exclusive, and it was set uh, for February 28th, which is, you know, pretty darn soon. And the game is actually finished already, but Ubisoft has decided to take it multi-platform, and they've delayed it so that all of the uh, console versions will come out in September. Now, the development team obviously was not happy about this, and they are protesting. So, yeah, I would be kind of pissed too. I mean, I can understand taking it multi-platform, but taking it multi-platform and then delaying the version that's already done, right. that, that's ridiculous. I'm Yeah, I'm surprised a little bit, I guess. Um, especially, I wonder if it has anything to do with the way that Wii U's been selling. Yeah, I, like, and Ubisoft was one of its biggest supporters before launch. You know, because they came out with Zombie U and they were all like, oh yeah, you know, let's... let's do uh, Raymond or, or Raymond Legends and yeah, I wonder how. I wonder if Nintendo has any thoughts on this. If I, I mean, I don't know what the what the agreement was. Whether it was just Ubisoft doing this, or if there's some contract that they had with Nintendo. Well, if they had a contract, they probably 
would be violating it by now. <laughs> right. So presumably they <laughs> they didn't. Otherwise, they wouldn't be doing this. Yeah. So this is interesting. I did not know that uh, there was still Halo Two multiplayer support, but turns out there is, and it will continue through June of this year. And uh, is this uh, done by three four three now since Bungie? Uh, split off. Yeah, I, from Microsoft. I, I think that the uh, multiplayer support would be through Microsoft. Um, and they they had announced right. like a month ago or whatever that they were shutting down multiplayer support because they only had like twenty people online at any given time, maximum. Yeah. And, wow. and for some reason now they're they're extending that through June. No idea why. Interesting. And uh, they they made a comment that they're investigating further support options. Why? I mean, I have no idea to to appease the twenty fans who are still playing it. Apparently, I guess. Interesting. Interesting twenty choice. Pe- twenty people on Windows Vista playing Halo Two. Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty niche uh, group. <laughs> Definitely. So, I'm surprised there's that many. In fact, <laughs> The Last of Us, which is you know that sweet uh, PS3 game that's set to come out soon. Well. Not so soon, as it turns out. It's been delayed to June 14th, and it was previously scheduled to come out on May 7th, which is... That's not... That's only about a month. That's... Yeah, but... Generally, the longer postpone... The, I don't know, the further they push it back from the original release date generally indicates that there are things going wrong. Really wrong, yeah. Yeah, but hopefully just a month won't... Well, it's an indicator of that. Then there's like uh, Bioshock Infinite, who I think they only pushed it back like a month at a time each time, but they pushed it back several times. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, fingers crossed that doesn't happen, because this game actually does look really good. Although I don't have a PS3, so... I, You know, I'm thinking about more and more about getting one, because, I mean, there's there's a lot of good exclusives on it, and there are yep. still and there are still like games that are coming out on it that I really want to play. Right. Yeah, I I don't know whether to... I don't know. I think... Isn't Sony making their... Uh, they're having a press conference or whatever, and people think they're going to announce the next-gen yeah. console? Yeah, so, that's that's happening in, like, three days. Yeah, so I, I wonder... I, I don't know. If that comes out soon, then I will definitely not buy a PS3 and just wait for the next one. But we'll see. Well, yeah, and it all depends on, like, what kind of backwards compatibility the next one has. Right. Like if it has That's a true. if it has a large portion of their library available like for download, um then totally I would, you know just go and get a PS4. Oh wait, I don't have money. <laughs> right. right. Maybe I'll just get an Ouya. Yeah, I've been tempted to to get one of those as well. Um they're only what $99 or something, 90 bucks. We we call that 100. Uh, okay, fine. A hundred. Is it a hundred or just ninety? It's 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 technically ninety nine, but I mean it's you know, right? <laughs> it's a hundred. Yeah, yeah. So that's I I was um very tempted to contribute to the Kickstarter, and sadly I decided not to. But now I think I might buy one. It's a pretty cheap console, and there are some pretty sweet games lately that have been put out um for Android. So yeah. I'm not sure exactly how that's going to work. Like, are all Android games just going to be available f- on the Ouya, or I'm are they going to sure. require something extra? I have no idea. Um, yeah. Hopefully there's a lot of uh, compatibility so that most games can just be ported easily or will work natively, you know. Um, but And speaking of the Ouya, so it's running on the Tegra 3 processor, which by this time seems a little dated, but NVIDIA is working closer, closely with the uh, game developers who are making games for it to make sure that their games are fully optimized and getting the best performance possible out of it. So hopefully, you know, it'll still run like it's uh, on something current. Yeah. Yeah, I, I am impressed by NVIDIA's sort of commitment to helping them. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, the thing I like to see in a company that I support. I definitely... I'm a fan of NVIDIA over anybody AMD. else, whether it's in... Yeah, well, whether it's in graphics process like desktop graphics processors or mobile processors, mm-hmm. NVIDIA, it does a pretty good job, so... Um, 
so a little bit more Nintendo news. Uh, there was another Mario and Luigi game announced for the 3DS coming out in 2013 called Mario and Luigi Dream Team, um, which will be interesting. Uh, apparently, Luigi will be less of a sidekick and more of a teammate, I guess. Um, yeah, I think this game is taking place in Luigi's dreams, so he takes right. a much more central role because, you know, obviously he's envisioning himself being, you know, the big hero. Right. Which is great, because, you know, Mario's been in the spotlight all these years. Luigi hasn't gotten a whole lot of attention. Fuck Although, that red guy. <laughs> right. I, I did enjoy very much uh, the Haunted Mansion game or whatever mm-hmm. for GameCube, where you got to play as Luigi and... You were like a Ghostbuster. It's pretty cool. Uh, and it was cool because you got to play as Luigi, too, instead of Mario. So That should be interesting. I don't have a D- 3DS, but I don't know. I, do, I like uh, Nintendo's franchises. so I know a few people with 3DSs, so I'll just make them buy it and then have them like, on as guests. Yeah. yeah. Or have, yeah. <laughs> exactly. I'm, I'm outsourcing like, my game playing right now. <laughs> sounds like Ryan. That sounds very much like what Ryan does. <laughs> So, uh, Steam for Linux has uh, officially launched, and how do you think Valve is celebrating? Well, they've got a bunch of games that are available for Linux on sale, of course. So, among those games are a few Valve titles, and uh, there's, like, a ton of indie games, because apparently indie developers really like Linux. Yeah, not, not a huge surprise. What is surprising is that it's taken this long for Valve to come out with Steam on Linux, um, seeing as how they've at least... More recently, Steam has been a big supporter of the sort of indie games movement, doing the green light mm-hmm. thing and all that stuff. Um, Not to mention, so, that, like the humble humble bundle is, you know, gives you right Steam keys, Steam keys as well as yeah. the DRM free versions. Yeah, yeah. So this is this is a great move, um, and it's. I was I'm honestly I'm surprised to see how many of these games are working on Linux already. Uh, they've got I think. They've got most of them on sale. I think most of the ones that already work on Linux. Um, I'm not sure, though. I, that might be making that up. But, like, FTL and Amnesia, some of the big... Frozen Synapse. Yeah, some of the big new indie games are on sale for that. So, if you're a Linux user, check it out. Oh, shoot, Sword and Sorcery? Nice. Because I recently played through uh, Sword and Sorcery on uh, on my tablet. Def- enjoyed that immensely. Yeah, yeah. So that's one of the things that would be cool to play on the Ouya. That was one of the titles I was thinking of actually, because that's a great, you know, Android game. So, uh, speaking of indie developers, there's a pretty indie developer. There is a seven-year-old girl who built her own mobile game using Bootstrap, um, which I've heard of, although I've never used it or I don't know much about it. But apparently, she uh, built this game, taught herself the programming language, and was able to, you know, she like, there's evidence that she knows what she's doing, which is pretty sweet. Yeah, I think this was part of a, like, an, an after-school program or something uh, in Philadelphia, and so they, they just have kids from, like, uh, between the ages of 12 and 16 that teach kids bootstrap, but obviously she just kind of piggybacked right. on that and... <laughs> figured it out yeah. herself. Yeah, a little, little bit under that 12-year <laughs> bar, but it's pretty cool. I wish I could make games when I was seven. Man, I'd, imagine how much different your life would be like if you had been doing that. <laughs> right. So you remember uh, Black Mesa came out uh, last fall, and that's that was a mod that uh, basically brings almost the entire Half-Life game uh, into the Source engine in, you know, actually a good way. Um, unlike, you know, Half-Life Source, which just kind of stank. Um, mm-hmm. And now other modders are using that game's assets to improve the other Half-Life games. For example, uh, Black Mesa Insecurity aims to remake Blue Shift. And uh, right now it's only like like two or three people who are working on it, and they're just working on it during their study breaks, so that'll probably take forever to come out, but, it, you know, it's being done. Mm-hmm. Um, I am not particularly familiar with Half-Life. Uh, so I'm not not sure if this excites me or not. However, uh, 
there's recently a website, re- well, I don't know if it was released, I guess, because it's a website, but a site called Crunch Magic, um, which sort of like a recommendation engine, similar to Pandora for music or Netflix for movies, which recommends games based on uh, little personality type test type things that it has you answer questions to, and then there's uh, little levels or whatever, and throughout each level you answer questions and you earn hearts, and then once in a while it gives you three games, and you can save one by spending a heart. Actually, so you, you level... can save all three if you want to. Right, and yeah. so you have to spend all three hearts, though. And so every level you uh, earn hearts and spend them saving games, and once you complete all the levels, it will tell you a you know result or whatever. And I, I guess it also is supposed to analyze your Steam library. Yeah, um, because the, the, the games that it shows you are taken from your Steam library, and then, yeah, you have to, like, save them. And I am so bad at that game because I care about, like, all of the games that I have. Yeah. And so I, I was trying to save them all, and I couldn't. I was bad at it for the other reason, because I haven't played a lot of the games that I have. <laughs> so I was like, I don't know what these games are. How do I know which one to save? So a lot of the times I let all three of them die, and it was kind of sad. But uh, in the end, it ended up recommending uh, a Half-Life Lost Shores, I think. Um, the Lost Coast? Or Lost Lost Coast, is that it? Really, yeah. Which, which I haven't played. That's really um, funny because that's a tech demo. <laughs> that's not even like a full game. Yeah, I have no idea. Um, but that was that was one of them. I can't remember the other ones right now. I'm I'm logging in, so it'll fill my thing or fill my recommendations out right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, that was a that was a pretty cool thing to try out, uh, and hopefully, I will get some good game recommendations out of this. Let's see. It it says that I am trusting and stoic. Yeah, so I got um, amoral and confident, <laughs> <laughs> which I, I thought was great, honestly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, let's see. It thinks that I would enjoy World of Goo. Oh, really? Which, I mean, I... I've never played that except it being, like, one time, it's like bloatware on Windows 7, I think, and I played it because I was like, huh, I wonder what this is. It was all right. Oh, man, and it's it's one of the games that's on sale for Linux. Yeah, oh, but I don't have any money because I had to go and buy toothpaste. <laughs> uh. You spent all your money on toothpaste? Well, so like, yeah, I I start out the semester with like five hundred dollars in my checking account, right? And okay. then I had to buy a bunch of textbooks, and then I bought my Chromebook, and then you know a few like smaller, smaller things. And I didn't really realize how low I was getting until I went to Shopco, which is you know our, our local super bar except that it's not very super, and because I was out of toothpaste. So I went to buy some toothpaste, and I tried to use my debit card, and she's like, uh, you have $1.97 on that. I'm like, oh, frick. Jeez. I need to go home and get more money. Yeah. But, of course, going home and getting more money need- takes gas. Oh, man. Dilemma. Right. So this last headline is probably the biggest headline of the week. Um, Bungie who are, of course, the makers of all of the Halo games except for Halo 4, um, they've revealed uh, a lot more information about Destiny, which is the first game that they're coming out since they left the Halo franchise. Now, we were getting, like, a bunch of leaks about Destiny before they announced all this stuff, but now we actually kind of know what it's about. So, first I'll talk about the setting. The setting is uh, the human race has expanded throughout the solar system, and they were enjoying a golden age, And then a cataclysmic event happens and pretty much wipes out the whole species. Only one city is left, and it's being protected by a giant white sphere thing that's known as the Traveler. And the Traveler uh, is apparently this, like, entity that, for some reason, is protecting our last city. Um, And the players will take the roles of Guardians, who are the protectors of Destiny, which is, of course, what the uh, city's called. And they've been given powers by the Traveler. So the game is going to be a first-person shooter, but it's an open-world sandbox, and it's got a persistent universe. And uh, it's it's like you always have to be online to play because it's like always connected to you know other players. So other you know you'll even when you're playing single player, you'll like see other players in your world 
Um, yeah, and, it's it's not really. It's like an MMO. Yeah. And it's also like a first-person shooter, but apparently Bungie doesn't like those words, so they're calling it a shared-world shooter. So they they don't want it to be classified as an FPS or an MMO. It's sort of in between. Which is kind of bogus. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it's, all, it, it's pretty much both of those things. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it's really cool. Very, I, I think it's a cool idea. I, unfortunately, I it's only coming out for PS3 and 360, which, you know, just means that I need to go buy a P- PS3, right? Right. Or 360. Nah. Although, graphics on the PS3 are probably better. Plus, the PS3 has all of the, you know, exclusive games that I actually want to play. I don't need True. Gears of War, because I'm not a bro. You don't need Halo 4? Halo 4 is pretty good. Chad! Hey, Halo is less of a bro game <laughs> than Call of Duty I'm or just, Gears of War. I, I'm playing around. <laughs> not that I actually... In fact, I don't have Halo 4, which is kind of sad, but... No money. Cry me a river. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. This this is really exciting. I am very hopeful for this game. The concept art looks awesome. Um, oh yeah. It looks a little bit like Guild Wars Two for those of you who have seen the concept art and some of the in-game art for that. Um, sort of a a painted, uh, not. I don't know. The lines aren't super solid. There's like a paintbrush look to it. Um, at but least of course, that's all art. the concept art. Yeah. Right. Right, so obviously in-game is going to look a little bit different, but pretty cool. There were a few, like, in-game shots that are totally don't look like their finished product at all. No, you no, know? I don't um, think so. And they didn't say anything about when this is going to come out, did they? No, but, I mean, if it's on coming out on the PS3 and the 360, it's got to be soon, because the next generation is, is upon us. Like, right. Supposedly, I mean, if if everything that we think is happening is going to happen, then, you know, the PS4 will be announced in three days, and the 360 can't wait, you know, much longer. I mean, the next Xbox can't wait for very long after that. Um, yeah. Right. So the, uh, the article that we have linked to for Destiny has, like, a ton of information, um, and talking about all of that would take a long time. But, yeah, definitely looks exciting. Yeah, and this is I like this is probably the most exciting game in development right now, at least from the big name studios in my eyes, because this is like it's like science fiction, uh, MMO, like RPG sort of, and and it's got the first person shooter element, kind of like Mass Effect, um, although it's first person. But yeah, it's yeah, it looks really good. I'm excited. So uh, there was I th- one major release this week. Um, Aliens Colonial Marines, and from what I've heard, it was a huge disappointment. You know, Gearbox had, like, a ton of hype about this game, and, you know, it's it's AAA, it came out for, like, you know, $50 or whatever, um, and it stinks. <laughs> well, that sucks. I, I, I can't really say that from first-hand, first-hand experience. Um, I did have a friend who came over, and we installed it on my computer and played it briefly for, like, half an hour. Um, the graphics are nothing, nothing special at all. Like, you know, textures are all pixelated when you're looking at the ground. And I could walk through uh, other characters' bodies because they're Jeez. not solid objects, apparently, except for sometimes they are. Um, so, yeah, I took a few good screenshots of that looking outside out of a guy's torso. And, uh, yeah, he... Uh, yeah. He said that he said that it didn't really capture kind of the spirit of of you know what aliens is because it's not very scary um you know yeah. like even even when you like when the aliens like grab you it's just a matter of okay I'm going to like melee them right now and then you just stick a gun in their mouth and shoot them and then they're dead boom <laughs> you're fine <laughs> yeah um I'm going to have I'm going to have Sam Sam Roth on in a few weeks, uh, and he'll tell us more about it then. Um, but yeah, basically, if you were thinking about buying buying that game, don't do it. It's not worth fifty dollars. Doesn't sound like it. Mm-mm. So uh, games that I have been playing um, recently. Well, I've been revisiting uh, Mass Effect Two. As uh, as Chad Shepard, my douchebag character, but uh, you know we all know about Mass Effect Two already. You all know that you should go play it because you know it's it's like the best. Um, a game that I do want to talk about though is Super Hexagon. 
So Super Hexagon, it, it came out a long time ago as like Hexagon, and it was just a Flash game. Um, and then the creator kind of remade it so that it's uh, it's now on Steam, and it's also on Android and iOS. Um, and it's just kind of this, this fun little, uh, you know, um, it's not really a... It's, it's all about getting, you know, your best time. Um, so the way the game works is you've got kind of a, a hexagon on the screen, and you control... A, you know, a little point that is rotating around the edge of that hexagon. And then from the outsides of the screen coming in are lines. And those lines are, you know, are within the kind of the... the... So Im- imagine that, like, the, the points on the uh, hexagon are, like, creating rays, like, you know, the sun rays. And then in between each of those rays, there, there could be a line that's coming towards you. And you have to dodge those lines as they're coming into the center of the screen. And it's really fast-paced, and it's pretty difficult, actually. Um, my best, my highest score right now is, like, 50 seconds. I've only lasted for 50 seconds at a time uh, in this game. So it's, like, perfect for, you know, for mobile, um, because you just pick it up and you play it for, you know, a matter of seconds, and then, and then you're dead, you know. Um, right. <laughs> yeah. So it's challenging, but, like... I've been consistently improving my score by a few seconds at a time, and it's pretty addicting, you know, because um, you know you get you, you die, and then you're like, oh man, I I know what I did wrong. Like I can I can improve on that, you know, and I would kind of I would kind of compare it a little bit to uh, audio surf because um, after a while you stop really like looking at what's going on in this on the screen, and you just kind of know the patterns. Like you can like. You're still obviously looking at the screen, but you're not really thinking about it. It's just like, oh, yeah, I know what to do. Like, my fingers mm-hmm. just, you know, you, you just kind of you go that way, you go that way, and it's all good. Um, right. And it's pretty. It's, it's a nice, you know, cheap little game. It's only like uh, three bucks, I think, on on any given uh, platform. I, I don't. I wouldn't buy it on Steam because, I mean, it doesn't really make sense to me to th- to sit down at my desktop and then play super hexagon it definitely it it definitely is more of a like all right i'm just you know at a track meet and i have like a few seconds i'm just gonna play super hexagon for you know a game or two yeah yeah it looks it reminds me a little bit of or the way you described sort of after a while you kind of know the patterns and stuff um vvvvvv or that might be one too many v's I don't know, but so it's the game where <laughs> I can't you play, keep track of it. <laughs> yeah, there's six Vs anyway, um, and and after a while you kind of like, you know, you die on a level enough times, and and you know, then you know exactly where when when to press buttons, and you like you said, you almost don't have to look at mm-hmm. what's going on. You just know the t- get the timing down and stuff. So I'm gonna just check that out. And of course, since this is a you know a little indie game, it has some crazy electric music going to it at the same time as you know as you're playing. Mm-hmm. So bonus for that because I've definitely gotten it stuck in my head after I played yeah so what about you have you been playing any uh, interesting games that you want to tell our audience about um I have not been playing many games lately sadly uh I last game that I really played was probably XCOM Enemy Unknown I don't know if you guys have reviewed that on your show um I've Let's see. I think we had yeah. Theo came on and uh, reviewed that yeah. a while Which ago. It's pretty good. I enjoy it. So I don't know. Yeah, so Ian, that. somebody bought it for me for my birthday, I think, and I haven't gotten around to playing it yet. Yeah, I'm a bad it's, person. It's pretty fun, but it's sometimes it's a little frustrating because the whatever engine determines bullet registration and like path. I don't know, like determining whether there's a clear path and calculating cover percentage mm-hmm. is kind of stupid. <laughs> and the percentages don't line up with the graphics most of the time. Oh, um, weird. So that that's a little bit frustrating. But once you get over that, it's pretty fun because th- then you just, you know, you can sort of guess, you know, obviously behind a wall is better cover. But even if it doesn't line up exactly with what you would like, the increase you would expect versus being out in the open, whatever mm-hmm. stuff like that. But yeah, so that's I guess that's the most recent game I've played. Um, besides, 
uh, let's see, I played a little bit of Minecraft, I guess. I played like an hour, a couple days this week, um, which I haven't played for a long time. So it was kind of fun to get back to that. But So have you yeah. been using the, uh, what was it, mutton or sheep? You, you had like, you added oh. like sheep meat, right? Yeah, I added the mutton mod. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I did. I was using that for a while. It was in my game. But then, you know, they update and stuff, and I didn't... Oh, yeah. When it downloads the updates, it, like, overwrites your uh, jar, and I never re-added the mod, so... I don't know. It was just, I mean, it was, it was more an exercise in coding than it was yeah. actually trying to add something to the game, but... And I, I had always wondered, like, man, why the heck does Minecraft, like, run in Java? Like, what advantage does that give them? And then I realized, oh, man, like, you know, editing Java is way, way easier than, you know, modding a lot of other games. Right. Yeah, and that's that's part of it. And I think a big part of it is the fact that Notch made the game and Notch knew Java. Yeah. And so he just did it in what he knew. And, I, and you know, that's okay, too. That's a... a perfectly valid reason um so i don't know yeah <sighs> so yeah that's uh that's, that's a show <laughs> thanks for listening everybody this is uh ian buck signing off and sam ebert signing off <laughs> <laughs>